You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's a hit of pod with Nikki Glazer. That's my name. I nearly forgot. Um, how are you today? I am really dragging ass. I've got a dragon ass. It's where uh, my I have diarrhea that's like fire. Um, so it's like dragon, Dre- dragon as in like Game of Thrones ass. You guys get it. You knew it as soon as I said it, right? No, I'm really dragon ass today. Like it's um no, I I don't have diarrhea. I actually am very regular recently. Not that you guys need to know that either, but I'm just dead tired today, and I know why. It's because. Yesterday, I watched a pretty compelling video about why caffeine, why I should quit drinking coffee. I just, all I need to do is like watch one video and then I'm sold on something. You guys know me, old eighth of a book glazed dog. I read one eighth of anyone's argument, a 20 minute YouTube video. I watched four minutes of it and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's one fifth, but I, you know, I watched three minutes of a YouTube video about why drinking coffee is terrible for you. And it is, by the way, the the evidence is there. You know, it's, it's just like alcohol. It's just like, um, sugar. It's just a drug that everyone acts like it's normal that we all drink it all the time. And it's just not. And that's just the way it is. There's just no, there's no argument to convince me that drinking coffee is good. I don't care what you say antioxidants people argue that it's like get them somewhere else I'm sorry there's always going to be like something good about whatever bad thing you do like oh yeah stabbing that guy it's a good arm workout um yeah I uh I um what are some other bad things people can do um I robbed that bank well, telling all those people to get down, get down, I'm robbing this bank. I don't know, screaming like was really good. It, screaming's really good for you. It like lets out your anger. So I needed to rob that bank. Like there's always something that you can find good and then everyone's going to talk you out of it. Just admit it to yourselves. You're addicted to coffee. And yes, I'm talking to my parents. That's the only people I have to talk to here. But I want to quit drinking coffee. My parents um, don't even know this yet, but... I, I couldn't even make it through the day. I woke up this morning and I had tea and I drank tons of water and I like just supplemented with like really nourishing foods that would just make me feel alive and good. And oh my God, the headache that came on um, and just the fatigue and the depression. I mean, crazy depression just flooded me. And it makes me think that is my depression like based upon when I was just not getting caffeine? Is that when I would hit those lows? Like it might all be connected. The call might be coming from inside the Keurig, you know? So I just like went to, I had a meeting and then um, I, during the whole thing, I am just like pressing on my face because when I get headaches, it like just goes in my face and it feels so good to press on my nose. And I was just holding my face the whole time. Then as soon as I was done, it's 6.30, I ran to the kitchen and I made coffee. And I sucked some down and then I sat down to record a podcast. And you ever just finished sucking down what you're sucking down? And then you're like, I need more. I couldn't even record the podcast. I got up from my seat with my headphones on, took them off, and went and got another cup of coffee. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Ah. It's actually not that good. Actually, no, it's delicious. Sorry. Aftertaste was better than... It was just, like, lukewarm. 
iced coffee that was lukewarm, but then it, it, it got cold. I don't know how. It's not like it had a cold aftertaste. It was just, coffee's gross, dude. It doesn't taste good. It's bad. That's why you add things to it. And if you say that you like the taste of coffee, you're wrong. That's not like a good taste. You're just brainwashed into liking it because it's a drug that makes you feel good. You really are addicted to coffee. And if you're not, or caffeine, if you don't think you are, maybe you're someone who just has occasional cup here and there. Try not to have that occasional cup here and there. Is your life still, are you, can you do it? Maybe you can, maybe you guys are normal, but I just don't see why anyone needs caffeine. It's just like we don't need it. It's um, we have the ability to like make our own energy. This guy, I just watched this guy's compelling YouTube video, and this guy is a total psychopath, by the way. Like, what's his name? I saw it on um, so I'm on Reddit, and I follow this account decaf on Reddit, which is people trying to quit coffee. And I swear to God, you guys go to that and read people's testimonials about quitting coffee and quitting caffeine, and it sounds like people are quitting fucking like heroin and I'm not kidding you I don't know that I can do this I don't know that I can do this because it is that uncomfortable the withdrawal of not drinking coffee is truly truly um terrible let me see caffeine freight decaf um wait a second a subreddit for people who are dependent or addicted to caffeine and are trying to quit or cut down um yeah, so there's people just writing their testimonials about um, five months, no improvement. That guy, hey guys, it's been five months that I've been completely caffeine-free from any source. I haven't even eaten chocolate-flavored foods. I still have the basic dysthymia, low energy, shit focus that I've had my whole life. I'm fortunate enough to have, okay, so that guy's saying he's had his old twi- twitching eyelid. Um Someone going through the first 24 hours, better than expected, just a normal headache, and I feel so numb and lazy. Okay, that makes me feel better because I feel these things. I was so sad today. He says, I feel numb and lazy, LOL. I was mad and anxious, but I took a nice shower and it really helped. I just want to lay down all day. I've seen worse days. These people are just sharing their, like that was two hours ago. People all hours of the day are sharing about how they're trying to quit coffee. First day, halfway through it, someone says caffeine-free and skin and hair health. Anyone notice significant changes in their skin and or hair once they cut caffeine off? I've had caffeine consumption can affect collagen production, which I think has a hand in both. I truly feel this way. I feel like caffeine just dries me out and makes me feel like, like it's like cigarettes. Coffee and cigarettes go hand in hand. They're both just like depleting things. They're dehydrating. That's not never good for your skin. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so there's just tons of these things. So anyways, someone posted a video on this thread. I'm trying to find it, but it's this guy that has a whole, um, post about quitting coffee and he's some, he's one of these guys that like just has these shows, one of these self-help guys that runs his own business and he's apparently a millionaire. He's pretty good. I kind of like him. What is his name? God damn it, you guys. I'm so worthless. I think his name's David Becker or Daniel Becker. I got to go to my YouTube and find it. But anyway, he spends like a 20-minute video talking about why caffeine is so bad. And like Alex Becker. Alex Becker, his latest video is um, why he'll never drink caffeine again. Um, And he just argued, he just, if you go watch that, coffee is terrible for you, Alex Becker just spelled the way you think you'll be you'll be sold to I watched the whole damn thing and then I went on to watch this guy and this guy like has the life that I want he's like he works all day 
he just find all he wants to do is work and like he thinks there's another video called why I live like a monk because he truly does he has no possessions he has no furniture he doesn't own a couch at one point he goes what am I a Kardashian I don't need a couch which I don't even understand but it just made me laugh because you do see the Kardashians like lying on couches a lot but this guy does not date anyone. He doesn't hang out with friends. He doesn't hang out with family. He acknowledges that those are all fun things that he misses. But like his purpose in life is to grow his business and like create something. He like he doesn't want to do anything that distracts from that. So his whole argument is that if you give, you know, 20 percent of your if you give 20 percent of your energy to anything, it's not enough energy to really actually see results from that. And someone actually wrote me a DM about this, too, about writing a book. They're like, listen, it sounds like writing a book for you is not going to give you macro um, uh, returns. And it's true. Like if I give 10 percent of myself to a book, that book is not going to be what I want that book to be. I have to give like 80 percent of myself to a book. And I'm just not in a position to do that right now. So what he determined is that like if he's giving 30 percent of himself to dating, that is not going to yield what he actually it's not going to you need to put in everything to have a great marriage. You have to give it 80 percent. So like you can't pick it. I don't know. He had a compelling arguments. And I'm like, man, I want to live like a monk. I want to just like only work on work and only work on being the best I can be at being funny. Like that is my goal. Being funny, being real, sharing stories, making them compelling you know, tapping into that. And that is what I'm good at. And that is what every part of my being should do. And that's just kind of what it is. Like for me, for him, he has like some kind of like, I don't know, some uh, sales software business, like him work, like his socializing for him would take away from that. For me, socializing is good for my comedy. So there, and I get to still do it. But even then I feel guilty about it. I just feel guilty having any kind of relaxation without a punishment that's right before it or after it. And generally, I like to keep the punishment before it so that I can really enjoy the relaxation. Because if I take a nap like I did today and I haven't done anything to deserve that nap, which I did do something today to deserve that nap, I I gave notes on a script, which was brutal for me to do, but I did it. Now I have to write another script. Um, I have a show coming out on Quibi. I don't know if you guys have Quibi yet, but um, it was talked about last week. Um, or it was announced that I have a show coming out on Quibi. Um, it, it those are ten minute episodes, so I have a series that. Um, if you read the the um, there was a headline in uh, what's it called Deadline, where they announced Showbiz News, and it's like my show is. Uh, let me read it to you. Deadline. It's it's so ironic uh, what the fucking show is about because it's and it's triggering AF. Okay, so the show is called Cancelled. I'm glad I get to announce this for you guys. Uh, it's produced by Sarah Gilbert and Tom Werner. Sarah Gilbert is, of course, uh, Darlene from Roseanne. I'm writing it with um, a woman named Cindy uh, Caponera, who is a, a comedian John Caponera's sister. I didn't even know that, but like that was weird because he's like an old road comic. But anyway, Cindy's awesome. We're writing this thing together. I had to give notes on this today, so I was allowed to take a nap after that. But even then, I just didn't feel like I deserved it. Why does everyone, everything has to be this like punishment reward system. But I think I was so exhausted after writing this script because I'm legit living this. Okay, 
Written by Caponera and Glazer, canceled center- centers around Nikki Reynolds, played by Glazer. I like being Nikki Reynolds in this show because it seems like I might, that would be my name if I was married to Ryan Reynolds. Played by Glazer, arguably the industry's hardest working stand-up comedian who is on the verge of getting her own late night talk show. When a questionable set at the comedy store goes viral and her, cur- her career implodes, she is forced to move back in with her parents in St. Louis to weather the storm, lick her wounds, and heal some old ones. Okay, guys, I'm living this goddamn show. It's so weird. I had to write, I had to like give notes on a um, the pilot today that we were writing, you know, the first episode. And a lot of it, I was like writing a scene where I'm arguing with my family and my mom is being a bitch and my dad is being overbearing in the scene. And then they got home from their cabin and I've just been a bitch to them ever since because we got into a fight earlier in, in, in my final draft and they don't even know. It's like when people get mad when you have a dream about them. So it's just, it's bringing up a lot. I got that done, but I still feel like completely unaccomplished. This book thing, you know, people are writing me a lot of advice about the book. Like you could do this. You don't have to do this. We like you no matter what, Nikki, because you hear me suffering with it. I really can't suffer anymore. I got it. I'm, I'm supposed to turn in two essays tomorrow that I was supposed to write. Guess how much I've written of them? Um, zero, guys. Zero. I've tried. I have four different Google Docs open to different um, things that I've written, paragraph after paragraph, but none of this is in any kind of order that I could actually send to someone. So it's it's um, not good. I also, um, one of these documents I want to share with you, I did write the lyrics to a Taylor Swift song because I feel weird having, my dad wants to sing a Taylor Swift song with me. He wants to sing um, of my choosing or he wants to play it and then we'll sing together because I think he knows it's the only way that I'm actually going to... Um, ever sing a song with him so he's gonna have to compromise and and play a Taylor Swift song um and I'll compromise and sing a song with my dad which is just painful for me to do for some reason it's just so sincere and like and if it's good my dad gets misty-eyed like if I'm if I'm a good singer and impressive he gets like emotional which makes me feel weird and if it's bad he gets critical and then we get into a fight so there's really no winning um the song I chose uh, to rewrite is 15 by Taylor Swift because I can't sincerely um, sing that song as a th- about to be 36 year old woman. I just can't do it. I want to because the song means so much to me, but it's not funny to do that. So, and it would just look, it would look too emotional. I don't want to, I don't want to sing about being 15, even though I relate to being 15 more than I do being 36, to be honest with you. So I rewrote the lyrics to this Taylor Swift song and, and I'm going to sing it for you now. See what you guys think. This is a little sneak peek. Honestly, this took me about 40 minutes to do. It is not easy. Shout out to <laughs> um, Weird Al. It is not easy writing new lyrics to already formed songs. Um, a lot of words don't like match up perfectly. If you guys saw my Instagram earlier today, I did sing Getaway Car and I had a similar theme. I'm just going to play it for you real quick. I um I changed the lyrics to Getaway Car by Taylor Swift because um it was just so ridiculous that I was singing karaoke. My dad started filming me because I had an intervention with my parents. Like they need to film me more because I'm doing funny shit all the time and I have no friends to document it. And I feel really weird doing like documenting, doing selfies, you know, and so much of the funny stuff I do is just no one ever takes footage of me. You know, like I used to yell at Andrew about it. Now I'm yelling at my parents like I always catch Andrew doing funny things and put the camera on him and then he's funny. No one ever puts the camera on me. It's always and to be fair, I do sometimes when the camera's on me, I go, why why are you filming me? Stop it. 
But I told my parents, start filming me when I'm funny, when I'm doing weird, sad things around the house. Just film me. I might use it. So the other day, my dad started filming me while I was singing karaoke, which I didn't really necessarily want, but I had just had that talk with him. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to let him do this. And then I ended up um, singing uh, these new lyrics to Getaway Car. Oh, wait, I can't play it because it's, it's never mind. Can't play it. Keep forgetting. Anyway, you just go check out my Instagram story. So this is my, this is, it's pretty much the same thing that I did here. So the song 15, it's about um, Taylor Swift, like going to high school for the first time. And it's about being 15 and like being misunderstood and liking boys and them not liking you and feeling confused about sex. And it's just like everything I feel right now, minus the freshman year. So it goes, <clears throat> you take a deep breath and you walk through the doors. It's the morning of your very first day. You say hi to your friends you ain't seen in a while. Try and stay out of everybody's way. That's a beautiful little couplet. I don't know what it is. Verse. It's just like so perfect. So I rewrote it. I'm slowly rewriting the song. This is my version. You wake up at noon and you head to the kitchen. Your parents are in the middle of lunch. Mom asks, how did you sleep? But you don't appreciate her tone. So you say fine, but in a shittier tone. I've been quarantined with my mom and dad for the last two months in this house. I'm about to be 36, all my friends are having kids, and then I don't have a rest of the song. So I need to finish that lyric. But that was a hard one because that it, that's where I'm stuck. You think it would be easy to just like write different words, but you want it to be actually funny, you know? There's a lot of song par parodies that aren't funny, and um, and a lot of just funny songs that aren't funny. For some reason, musical comedy just like, the, the bar is lowered so much because it sounds good. Like, at least it sounds musical that people are like, oh, it doesn't need to be as funny. I still want it to be as funny as if I were just reading it like a poem, you know? Um, but there are musical comedians out there that do write really funny stuff. And I'm, I guess I'm trying to step into that world. I don't know what I'm doing. I just, this was easier to do for me than writing my book. That's what it all comes down to. Remember that? Remember my whole theory about procrastination? When you're procrastinating about something else, you get other shit done? Well, yeah, that's what I got done. I also spilled, um tea today all over my dad's, like, office. Like, all over. Like, a whole thing of tea. Devastating kind of on the piano that I'm not playing, but like, you know, kind of treating like shit because I'm jealous that I can't play it. it spilled all over and um, a lot on the ground and I ended up using a paper towel to clean it up. And there was so much dirt from when I, like it need, the floor needed to be clean. So like in doing the bad thing, I ended up cleaning up and realizing that like, oh, you can clean. I just need to like spill more shit and then clean it up. And then you like pick up dirt while cleaning up. Does that make sense? None of this makes sense. Um, I got to go watch Summer House. It's my favorite show, and there's a new episode on tonight. I'm very, very excited. It really convinces me that I have friends. I they are, Summer House is like in my dreams, which a lot of you have been writing me that I've been in your dreams, which is fucking fantastic. I love it so much. I'll see you there tonight. I hope you sleep well. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the podcast. Sorry this one was late getting out, but if you are hearing this on a Thursday, then you're going to get another one today too. Awesome. So fun. Uh, thank you for listening. I love you so much. Uh, keep uh, DMing me and keep listening and uh, we'll get through this. Through what? I don't know. I mean this. I mean like the COVID thing, but it feels like we're kind of already through. like the nicer the weather, people are just forgetting that there's a, you know, a killer disease out there.
But then also people are like, I don't care if I get it. I'm even thinking that sometimes. I'm like, oh, God, just give it to me. I don't care. Um, but truly, I'm just protecting my parents at this point, which leads me to believe that I probably need to move out pretty soon because the only reason I'm not like engaging in life more is because of my parents. But also, you're not supposed to, right? Who knows? There's no answers. Um, all right, I have to go. Uh, oh, another thing I think you should check out before I leave. I'm so sorry to make this so long. But um, Matt Bouchelle, he was on my show last week. He is so he is doing the funniest con- content during this quarantine ever. Um, uh, Matt Bouchel, B-O-O-S-H-E-L-L. Just go binge all of his videos on his Instagram. He put out a one today that was, I retweeted. It's just like a typical phone call during quarantine. And it just is so perfectly, it's perfect. It's just so, the subtleties, the um, specifics of how people talk during this time. Go watch that and tell me you haven't had that phone conversation in the past week. Tell me. I literally watched it and I had just gotten off the phone with my sister and I said every single thing that was said in that. I have so much more to talk about. We'll we'll do it tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. Squirt, squirt. That one was weird. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.